Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. When the game is over, the fun begins. Interviews, highlights, analysis, and your opinion. This is Overtime Open Line. Brought to you by the Canadian Brewhouse. Now, from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins, Reed Wilkins on Oilers on Radio. 6.30 Chad. The Oilers unable to hold a 3-1 lead tonight in Pittsburgh. Connor Sheary gets credit for the game-winning goal with a minute 42 left as the Penguins take it 4-3. The Oilers end their five-game road trip with a mark of 2-2-1. Thanks for tuning in tonight along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. Here's what we're going to do. We have overtime open line until 9 o'clock. We will be bringing you updates along the way on the American election. America Votes with Charles Adler will take over the, the airwaves after 9 o'clock. Uh, you can stream coverage on 630Ched.com. You can follow election results on the 630Ched Twitter account. And, of course, you can watch Global News. But we will wrap up that hockey game before going into election coverage full-time. And, Rob, uh, an own goal sinking the Oilers tonight. Benoit Pouliot inadvertently whapping it into his own net. Well, it was it was funny watching it go in. We're like, hey, how does he actually get that in the net? He He comes back to help out down low, which was good. And that, I mean, that's not his spot. He's the winger, left winger. He comes down, he sees that the Oilers are in trouble below the line. Gets back, gets the rebound, whacks it. And the puck, he, he hit it. The first whack actually was putting it right where he wanted to go, behind the net. They could fight for it down there. And his back through, follow through, knocks the puck again. He hits it twice. The second time, stunning Talbot, actually in stunning Sherry too, who got credited for the goal. I, I don't think that Benoit Pouliot could do that if he tried. And it's unfortunate for the Oilers because it was such a good game. It was such a fun game to watch. You didn't want it, Dan. You wanted to see overtime, possibly maybe even see a shootout with some of the best in the world. And it was just a stunning end to a game and a stunning end to a road trip for the Oilers on an own goal by Benoit Puglia. We want to hear from you, of course, 780-496-0063. You can text 630-630. If you're on hold, stay there. We'll bring you in after the news so we give you a little bit more time. Three goals for the Oilers tonight. That means $75 donation courtesy of Booster Juice, an oasis of freshness in a fast-paced world, going to the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. Booster Juice giving 25 bucks for every Oilers goal all season long. It was a game, Rob, where the Oilers' big line came up big. Maroon, Eberly, McDavid providing all the goals and three points each for Eberly and McDavid. Well, we, we've talked before on this show that when a, a team's superstar comes in and you look at the stats and he, and he hasn't had big night in a while and he's got one or two points in five, six games, you're a little fearful because you know a player like that is going to have a breakout game. And I'm sure the Penguins were sitting in there watching, you know, Connor McDavid. Okay, what's he done lately? Ooh, you know what? This is going to be a tough one. Now it's on the grand stage against a kid that he called his hero growing up. McDavid was flying. You know, he he set up the three goals, probably could have had two or three more points. That line was sensational tonight. 
We've heard a lot lately about Everly, a lot lately about Maroon, whether they're capable of playing with with Connor McDavid tonight. They they played and they excelled with him. That line was by far the best line on the ice for any of the teams. So it was it was a good night for them. Unfortunate they were just one too short. All right, so the Penguins take it 4-3. The Oilers now sit at 9-4-1 and on the season. The Penguins improve to 9-2-2. and 780-496-0063. Tech 630-630. Quick election update coming up. And then we're back to Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Centre. This is Overtime Open Line. Brought to you by the Canadian Brewhouse. From the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Centre, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Along with former Pittsburgh Penguin Rob Brown and his old team gets the better of the Oilers tonight. 4-3 the final. The Oilers fell behind early. They scored the next three goals to lead 3-1 early in the second period. The Penguins fighting back. Haglin in the second period. If Jenny Malkin, a great goal on a one-handed tip at 5:33 of the third. And then Connor Sheary, an unassisted game winner. He was the last Penguin to shoot the puck before Benoit Pouliot accidentally batted it into his own net. Okay, 780-496-0063. We'll start with Steve on the phone line tonight. Hi, Steve. Hey, Reid. Rob? Hello. Hey, Rob, I want to give you a genuine compliment. I really do enjoy your uh, optimistic analysis of uh, of the Oilers games, uh, especially with regard to Mr. Stopper, who can sometimes bathe in negativity. Well, thank you. I uh, appreciate that. Yeah, your experiences in NHL really came across tonight in terms of your analysis, but I have a question for you guys, and then I'll hang up and listen to your comments. I really think, and I'm not a hockey player, but uh, I think the coaches failed Leon Dreisaitl tonight in, in, uh, in terms of recognizing that maybe he's still inexperienced, he was a little out of his element, and I know hindsight's twenty twenty, but honestly, sit the guy, minus four, minus five, he looked tired, he looked you know, just a little bit out of his element. So I'm going to, I don't know if you concur, Rob, but I think the coaches failed the team a little bit tonight with the way they set up their lines. I'll hang up and uh, listen to your commentary. Thanks. Well, I mean, the problem, if you bench or sit down Leon Dreisaitl, that means you're playing your fourth line. And that means that a Lander, a Slepeshev, and a Latestu are going to pick up the 15 minutes that, that Dreisaitl's getting. I know that's one of the things that Todd McClellan has talked about and he has done, we've seen with, with Benning and, and players like that late in games, is he's given players a chance to, to learn how to play in important situations. If this Oilers team is going to battle for a playoff spot, then the Leon Dreisaitl line will have to be a big part of that. I mean, we've seen the Nugent Hopkins line has, has not produced offensively very much, if, if any, throughout the season. Pouliot has struggled to find the back of the net. They need the dry settle line scoring. Lines are going to have off nights, and dry settle's line certainly had an off night tonight, and, and it was not a, a team that they are set up to play well against. But yeah, I think limiting his minutes, possibly tonight, but to completely sit him, then you're asking Lander's line with Slepeshev and Latestu to pick up big minutes, and they're not going to be able to compete there's a reason they're on the fourth line, and it's because they're good at penalty killing and an energy line. So uh, it, it was a tough night. I mean, 
I know Bob talked about at the end of the game the dry settles should have been down low. That that wasn't dry settles guy that scored. He was down low below the goal line. The defenseman lost his man, and I think it might have been cleft bomb on that one. So it, it was a tough night, and Leon's had a, a few, but I think in the uh, over the large scope of things, Leon's had more positives instead of negatives. Dry settle plays 15 minutes. He was averaging about 16 and a half coming in, so not not a huge drop off. I mean, interesting question by Steve about deployment in general. Certainly earlier in the road trip, we had people upset when they lost in New York that Matthew Benning was out late in the game when the Rangers scored their game-winning goal. Well, tonight, Larson and Clefbaum were out on the ice. And, uh, you know, a pairing that I think most people are more comfortable. They they wind up, each wind up minus three for the evening. So, uh, you know, fair comment about how players are used. Mm-hmm. The, the players also have to have to execute in those in those situations, too. So... Uh, the Oilers aren't able to get it done tonight. 4-3 is the final in favor of the Pittsburgh Penguins. They did have a 3-1 lead and could not hang on. Uh, this texture says, I think the Oilers played poorly, lots of bad passes, little giveaways, some poor back-checking. Maybe the guys were tired but not impressed. Well, Trent from up north says, heartbreaking way to lose, but what happened, but knowing what happened in the game against other speedy teams... Dreisaitl and Lucic can't be together. Very slow line. They got picked apart all night. The McDavid line was great. Benning played well, too. What was his minutes tonight? That is from Trent from up north. Uh, Matthew Benning. 17 17. Plus one. He had a couple of shaky moments, for sure, where he put the puck in... Well, I think he didn't recognize a guy was changing. Well, Pouliot, he passed yeah. to a guy who was going off the ice. Yeah, and that's a, that's a tough one. On uh, Pouliot gave it to him and left immediately. Benning obviously has got to take a look to see where Pouliot is. Pouliot probably shouldn't leave him standing, stranded over there. Should have waited a second to see where Benning was going with it. It's a tough one. It's a communication thing. The first texter talked about the Oilers struggled and and, and turnover. I, I disagree with that. This they're playing the Stanley Cup champions. The Oilers were. This is an Oilers team that was 28th place in the league last year. 29th, right? Don't give them too much credit. 29th place in the league last year. They just they went into Pittsburgh. Pouliot doesn't score on himself. This is going to overtime. I mean, if, if the Pittsburgh Penguins, they turn the puck over. I mean, Chris Letang, who's one of the best top five D-men in the, in the world, on the Everly goal, Chris Letang pinches in on Maroon. Maroon beats him with a pass of two-on-one. Players make mistakes. Players give the puck away. I'm sure over the course of the game, if I got the stats here right, turnovers. Do they have... Um, uh, ten give... Well, according to the... And I, I yeah, don't... Ten yeah. giveaways by the Penguins, four by the Oilers. So they the say stats. that the, the Penguins turn it over more now. I mean, it's stats, but it's the Pittsburgh stats guys that did it. I, I think sometimes our, our bar is too high. In the, I mean, this is a Stanley Cup. The Oilers, if you're in Vegas, outside of Edmonton, no one's picking the Oilers to win this hockey game. Stanley Cup champions on home ice. Their, their best player, the best player in the world, Sidney Crosby, has been on fire. And an own goal was what knocked the Oilers out of this, taking a point away from them. So, I, I, I again, I, I, I see this. There's so many positives out of this game. And I know Bob talked about the fact that not everybody was going. Well, there's very few nights over the course of a season with any team where everybody is going. On the the Penguins team tonight, Crosby had an off night. His line was minus two on the evening. He did not have a good game. And Malkin was okay. He, he scored the one goal, but up until that, you didn't notice him a whole lot. Their power play, which had chances to put this, you know, to, to really change the tide of the game, was not good. So there were... I, I don't think this was a disappointing night at all for the Oilers. It's disappointing the score. 
but to me, I, I'm looking at the positives, and this was a, a good road trip for a team right now that is tops in the Western Conference or near the top in the Western Conference, a team that nobody, nobody expected to be anywhere near where they are. Penguins win 4-3. No Japanese Village goal light tonight. The Oilers have to score five or more in a game for us to turn that on on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. Then you can print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village. Three locations in Edmonton, downtown, south side, and north side. All right, we have Alex on the line, 780-496-0063. Hey, Alex. Thanks for having me on. I love your show, guys. Thanks. I'm optimistic, too. You know what? We could have won all five of those games, darn it. You know, that Leafs game, what a joke in overtime there, losing it like that. Then you go in New York, and then we get two goals given up in the third, you know. and uh, and then But then we win back-to-back, and that's that's pretty good. And then tonight, same thing, man. You know, a goal with a minute and just over a minute and a half left there. It's a stinker. But I got to tell you, man, three games in four nights. I'm, I'm a rec hockey player. I, I can't even imagine doing three games in four <laughs> nights, let alone being uh, in the NHL. But well, you know, I got something. To, I got something to say too about playing Dallas next year, right? Dallas plays a team the night before, and then they got the New York Rangers again, and they play the night before too. So we might be able to pick up a few wins here. I'm I'm stoked, guys. I I you know I don't even I'm talking 100 miles per hour, but uh, I love this team. And the difference between last year and this year is we don't have three or four or five players floating around like we used to have. There's a lot more uh, heart, and there's a lot more fight, and a lot more try, and. Uh, here we go, Oilers. All right. Thanks, Alex. We appreciate it. I, I mean, they're, uh, clearly it's disappointing to lose this game. It's disappointing to lose a 3-1 game. It's disappointing uh, to see an own goal mm-hmm. beat you. And and I know, I mean, there's a lot of people texting in being hard on Pouliot. I mean, he was actually, like you said, Rob, the puck was going to the corner. Yes. And it hit his follow-through. We, we, we know Pouliot has had mental lapses. <laughs> Fair enough. I wouldn't categorize that as one of them. He, that, he was that's making bad the luck. right play. It, he was making bad the luck. right play. He was actually uh, covering for someone who lost position. That wasn't his man. His man is to be... He's supposed to be in the high slot, covering the defenseman. And his man... Or the defenseman lost his man. Got one whack. He got back to, to stop it. Got the rebound. And, and like I said, that is just horrible luck. Because he knocks it where he wants to, and somehow, as he followed through with his back end, he knocked it back in the net. Yeah. He feels horrific about it. But it's one of those ones, three guys made a mistake below the goal line. Benoit Pouliot wasn't one of those guys. He was just victim of a bad luck. 4-3, the Penguins take it, 780-496-0063. We will have full election coverage starting at 9, and we're going to bring you an update from the newsroom in a couple of minutes here. But right now, Brock is on the line. Hey, Brock. Good evening, guys. How are you doing? Good. Yeah, I just wanted to, uh, like Rob said, I I agreed it was a positive road trip because it could have it could have went sideways, and uh, they played against the championship team like the champs, so and they played well. You can't really uh, that's hockey. It's just a bad break. Julian was trying to clear it out, and I'm really impressed with Pitlick's play lately. And I'm just wondering when you, if you guys know when Casting will be back. No, we don't. Uh, now that they're back home, maybe we'll get more of an update. Um... He's not actually he's not on IR, but I, I haven't heard anything specific. Brock, there this this Oilers regime here is is pretty tight lipped about injuries, other than saying they'll kind of indicate short term or long term, but they they don't give much of a specific time frame beyond that. You ready to finish the play, buddy? Yeah, I'll try it out. Okay, <laughs> good stuff. You can qualify for the grand prize draw, $1,000 to Integra Tire Auto Center. Visit Integra Tire to experience service you can trust. Integra Tire, experience integrity. Here we go. 
Lucic turns and twists it back to Benning. Came outside the zone. Over to Sekra, and he'll mash it in from the left-hand side. Eight minutes to go in the first. Eberle, a steal. He cuts in. All right. That is with eight minutes left in the first period. Brock, is that a goal or a no goal? I think he scored there, Eberle. All right. Let's find out. Lucic turns and twists it back to Benning. Came outside the zone. Over to Sekra, and he'll mash it in from the left-hand side. Eight minutes to go in the first. Eberle, a steal. He cuts in. Backhander denied by Matt Murray. That was a dangerous chance. Sorry, Brock. Eberle's goal uh, was with 5.37 left in the uh, first period from McDavid and Maroon. Eberle, a good night. He had three points. So did McDavid, but the Oilers can't pull it out. All right, 8.14. I think we have uh, Daniel here in the... Daniel still all over in the 6.30 Chet Newsroom, buddy. Can you just jump in here with a quick update on the U.S. election? Yeah, absolutely. The latest numbers right now showing Donald Trump winning the race with 140 electoral votes to Hillary Clinton's 104. I won't list all the states that they've each won, but right now, everyone has their eyes on Florida, North Carolina, and Ohio. About 54% of the vote is in for Ohio, with Trump leading there. 63% of the vote in for North Carolina, Trump leading there as well. And in Florida, a little over 98% of the vote is in there. Trump leads there too, but it's incredibly close, within 1.5%. We'll have another update coming up at 8.30. And then live coverage of the election begins with Charles Adler at 9 o'clock. All right. Thanks a lot, Daniel. We appreciate you jumping in there. It's 8.15. The Oilers fall 4-3 in Pittsburgh. If you're on hold, stay there. We're going to name our fourth star of the game. We have our save of the game coming up. It's Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Centre. Live from the Terry Perenich Team Broadcast Center, this is Overtime Open Line. Brought to you by the Canadian Brew House on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Now Sekra goes around one man, looks for a centering pass. That's broken up, and Pittsburgh's got a four-on-one. In over the line is Crosby. Cross-size, wrist shot denied by Cam Talbot. And that's your save of the game for Armor Insurance. Protect your car, home, and business with Armor at armorinsurance.ca. Big save by Talbot. The Oilers went down and scored just seconds after that. Talbot does take the loss. 27 saves on 31 shots. Rob, we got a text here from uh, Darcy who says that goal at the end was in part Talbot's fault. He came off the post early, and I feel he should have stayed in the battle and stayed stronger on the post. Well, the, the, I don't think that is Talbot's fault when his own guy scores on him. The puck, he made the first save, and then the puck actually bounced out in front of the net. So that, Talbot I either lost sight of it or was readjusting his body because the puck was out front. He's fronting the puck, and then his own guy shot it back. I don't, by the look on from Talbot where his, where his eyes were afterwards, I don't think he realized that Pouliot hit it twice. Because he was shocked that the puck was all of a sudden behind him. So, there, there. When your own guy scores on you, that is not. That's like blaming Grant Fuhr for Steve Smith scoring on him, when because he just wasn't hugging the post properly. You're not expecting your own guy to put the puck in the net. And another thing, and you and I were just talking off air. The when Bob and I were talking at the end of the game, Bob said, you know, Dallas, it's a team you got to take advantage of because they're tired, and they're injured. The Edmonton Oilers just played three and four nights. They're a tired four team. Four and six. Four and six. End of a road trip. And they've got five for sure players that would be in the lineup out, including two very good defensemen of Davidson and Russell. You know, Cassian's out. Hendricks is out. Um, who else are we missing up front? Kajula is out, who we everyone had penciled in on one of the scoring lines. So they're missing five players. They're a tired, beat-up team. And that was the Stanley Cup champions who are playing well. 
the Penguins right now are on fire. They're 6-0-1 in their last seven on home ice. So the Penguins should win that hockey game. And the Oilers gave them everything they had. The Oilers aren't going to win every game, but they're going to be in a battle every game. And I think that's what we've seen this year outside of the Buffalo game. Yeah, five points out of ten on the road trip, Rob. And I look at this, and, and look, I, I, I don't want to go too heavy down the what-if road. I think they were a lot closer to getting eight points than they were to getting two. Yeah, you're right. So there, you got to take the positives out of it. You're just throwing stats out there because you and I have been watching the U.S. election on TV. Yeah, it's mind-numbing. I don't understand. Like, you, they've got a pie chart for like for households. This house usually votes Republican. This one's a Democrat, and these guys go independent. So that's why we're throwing lots of stats today. We want to be just like CNN. All right, we have Alan on the phone line as well. Hey, Alan. Hey, Reed. How you doing? Doing great. Rob is here as well. Thanks for calling. Hey, Rob, love your analysis there. Reed, we're still laughing, me and young apprentice Darren here about the other night when you were talking about Babcock and the horses were out of the barn when they were rocking out to Bon Jovi. That was hilarious. <laughs> okay, I'm glad you called because usually I get your, your text messages. Yeah, I know. He's, Babcock's lost control of the team. Can't let the guys oh. sing on the bench. Hockey's not oh. fun. Don't you know that, Alan? <laughs> that was hilarious. I'm still laughing about that. Uh, second thing right quick here, the game tonight, you know, this is encouraging. Even though it was a loss, you know, the best teams still lose. And, you know, they're putting up a fight. And uh, this is a team that has some resilience. And, uh, you know, I'm very encouraged to see what the Oilers are doing here this evening. Yeah, I think. Did you get to watch the game, Alan, or you guys have to listen because you're working? Uh, nah, we're pulling wrenches. So, yeah, no, we were listening to it. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I think I think at the start of the season, if if somebody would have come from the future and said the Oilers were going to be nine four and one, you probably wouldn't have worried about if the third if the fourteenth game in that would have been a loss or a win in Pittsburgh. You probably would have taken well, nine four and one. Uh, of course not. You know, Pittsburgh are a great team, but you know, I feel like the Oilers really held their ground this evening, and that's encouraging. I agree, and it's a Pittsburgh team that's playing well, and they held their ground against. And, and I also want to say, Reed, if somebody's coming back from the future, I'm not asking them what the Oilers' record is. I'm asking them who wins the Super Bowl and what are the lotto numbers for next week's lotto. The Oilers will figure that out when we get there. Alan, thanks for calling, man. Good to hear from thanks, you. Reed. Thanks, Rob. All right, it's seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. The three stars. Okay, this is great. The three stars tonight, if you, if you haven't heard Rob and I do this before, or you can actually go access the game summary on the NHL website, and you can find this sheet yourself. It's not something that only media guys get. So they have the game summary and the three stars that tell you who, who picked them. Tonight's three stars were picked by PPG Paints Arena Media. So it doesn't, it doesn't even say, like, at least the Rangers one, it said New York Rangers media. This could have been someone covering the Pittsburgh Pirates who just showed up to the game. Well, I just, and, and I love the name of the rink. Seriously, if I'm, oh. if I'm PPP, PPG Paints and I've just spent all that money to be the title sponsor of the rink, I'm changing my name. I mean, seriously, PPG's got to stand for something. Let's go, because PP, we're going to, we're going to the PP rink. Pro Pittsburgh Greenery paints? I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, Connor Sheary of Jenny Malkin and Jordan Everly, the three stars. That do, makes it pretty so easy. Makes it pretty easy. Connor McDavid's the fourth star of the game for Missioner Allen Auctioneering. Check out maauctions.com for industrial and automotive sale dates. All right, some text here to 630-630. Oh, hang on. It's just refreshing. Uh, RS says it's awesome that we're pushing mid-November and we're not out of the playoffs already. Uh, fair point. 
Sean says, uh, Reed and Rob, a quick question. Are all your listeners other than me NHL coaches? It sure seems like it tonight. <laughs> I think we should like, try to get Paul Maurice or somebody to call in some night. Uh, Steve says, I'd rather lose this game on a bad bounce than lose to Buffalo on a bad effort. Buffalo is the only real black mark on this year. Yeah, I fully agree with that. Absolutely. Well, here's the thing. And, and I, I don't like, I mean, there aren't, there aren't moral victories. I mean, you, you either win or you lose. But you accept over 82 games when you play a lot of close games, and most games are close. Mm-hmm. You know, summer you're going to get some nights like against the New York Islanders, where your fourth line center scores the shootout goal. You're going to get some nights like against the Detroit Red Wings, where you get maybe a bit of a fortunate penalty call late in the period and score a goal off a crossbar. And you're going to have nights like against the New York Rangers where I know everybody was down on Matthew Benning, but that puck skittered away from him by about two inches to set up that play. And this, and then this happens to Pouliot. The Oilers are in more games, and like Steve mentioned in the text, there's a lot, game, there's a lot, there's a lot more games where you're going to the third period and saying, okay, this could go either way, but maybe the Oilers have the playmaker or the goaltender or the tenacity to pull it out tonight. So... You know, again, nine four and one. I can't argue with it. We don't know where they're going to go, but you actually see more organization and steps in the right direction, especially when you compare it to past years. And I know at some point we'll stop talking about past years. I hope, but you know, right now I think we have to look at look at some of that in that context. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the others they only gave up eight shots in the third period to the to to the, the Pittsburgh Penguins. So, I mean, they did a, a, a pretty good job. I mean, the Penguins scored a, a, a wonderful effort by Evgeny Malkin. There's very few players in the league that are going to be able to score that goal one hand, stretch out, get a deflection up and over, and then they scored an own goal. So, it, would it have been nicer if the others won this game? Absolutely. But the, the efforts there, the execution was there for the most part, and sometimes a bad bounce beats you, and tonight that's what happened. All right, so the Oilers back home on Friday. That'll be our adjustment of the game, getting back after a five-game road trip. That's for Alberta's chiropractors. Life is the roughest game of all. Feel better, move better, live better. With help from your chiropractor, visit albertachiro.com. Daniel Stilwell has an election update coming up in the 8.30 news. We'll have some final thoughts on tonight's game as the Oilers fall 4-3 in Pittsburgh. It's Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Centre. This is Overtime Open Line, brought to you by the Canadian Brewhouse. From the Terry Perenich Team Broadcast Centre, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chan. All right, Penguins edge the Oilers 4-3. Oilers road trip ends with a 2-2-1 record. They're 9-4-1 on the season, along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Blair texting 630-630. He says, PPG is now a coatings company, but started out in the 1800s as the Pittsburgh Plate Glass Company. Huh. Thank you, Blair. That's very, very good. He, Appreciate he, that. He put on his text, more useless info, LOL. That's not useless. Hey, I'm glad I know that. It saves w- me looking it up. Exactly. He, we can, he can be our fact checker. Just like the presidential thing, as a fact checker, he can be ours for us. Uh, this texture says the reoccurring theme on this road trip was getting scored on in the first two minutes and uh, the last two minutes. Hmm. Yeah, happened a couple times each. Yeah, Fair yeah. enough. And that's something that you certainly want to take out of your game because that, in all honesty, that dictates the way a lot of games go. So uh, that's something they got to continue to work on. And, and usually experienced teams, teams that have won before, that's a strength of theirs. And the others are still learning. 
Michael says, can you tell me what Lucic was doing tonight? He looks like a big guy that looks lost. <laughs> uh, he, he had a rough night. I mean, the, tonight's game, it was talked about beforehand. If you watched any of the, you know, the, the, the TV stations that were carrying the game, you've listened to Bob, you listened to you, Reed. This was going to be a track meet. Milan Lucic is not made for a track meet. He's made for the big Western Conference games. That's why they brought him in. The Pittsburgh Penguins, as they showed last year when they played against the Western Conference in the, in the Stanley Cup Finals, their speed was huge. Their speed beat the San Jose Sharks. Lucic struggled tonight. Um, Leon Dreisaitl did not have a strong game tonight. Uh, they just got caught against a, a team that was faster than them, and they weren't able to keep up. So it's it's something that they're going to have to improve on. And the Oilers' stars made some great plays. I and mean, I know you want to talk about this, Rob. We haven't got to it yet. If Jenny Malkin, it's I mean, it's it wasn't as flashy as a lot of goals that you'll see scored. That was a great goal to tie up three three. It was, it, and it was it was funny. Like it, there was a great play. Like Pitlick had a scoring chance in the opposition end. Like, Pittsburgh, or, or he almost scored, Pitlick did. And he, he got on his horse because he didn't score. He got on his horse, and he was the one that was almost caught back up to, to Malkin. And he dove, and his stick was there. But Malkin's got a wingspan that is second to none. And he, he got his stick out, and he's able to deflect it. Now, it, it is so hard to do. The puck was coming sideways to him. He's able to deflect it forward, up and over top of Talbot, very few in the league can do it. Most players would put our stick out there, hope it hit your stick, and then hope that it went in the right direction. He put it right where he wanted it to go. Uh, he, he's an incredible talent, and, and that's the what we saw the other night in, in Detroit. The best players aren't noticeable always, every game, the entire game. But at key moments, they have the ability to... To, to do something special. McDavid, great pass the other night against the Red Wings, set up Nugent Hopkins, game-winning goal. Tonight, Malkin, Pittsburgh was, was down, and Malkin makes that great little tip up and over Talbot, ties the game, sets it up for the, for the win for them. So I, Malkin, I thought, was quiet for most of the night, came up big when he needed to. All right, Oilers lose 4-3 to the Penguins. Let's go back to PPG Paints Arena. Here's head coach Todd McClellan. And your road trip when you guys are up 3-1 in this one? Yeah, I mean, you know, you basically answered the, the question you asked. It's uh, it's a hard way to lose. I thought we got tremendous performances out of uh, a number of individuals and some real disappointing performances from a few others. And it, uh, it just goes to show when you're playing uh, what's likely the best team in the National Hockey League, you need everybody going and it um, doesn't matter. Um, how well the star players play. I think I talked about that this morning when we got on the plane. We'd evaluate the Oilers against the Penguins and not Connor uh, against Sydney, and that's what we're going home and doing now. Oh, no, that's okay. Uh, how do you think Connor matched up against Sydney? Well, very well. You know, that's, there's no other way of putting it. He had a tremendous game. He was effective all over the rink. Um, and that's great. But when he gives us that, we need from others, too, and uh, that's the disappointing part. Did you anticipate that Sullivan would likely put 87 with 97 a lot? No, I, I talked about it this morning with a couple of people and wasn't sure what he would do. Um, you know, they went away from that for a while, and it, it proved a mismatch uh, for us later on in the, you know, in the second half of the game with Leon's line. They struggled uh, against no matter who, who he put on the ice, so... Uh, but I thought they had the better of that line in the first half of the game, and then uh, you know mistakes, and we couldn't get it done. Two, two, and one on this trip, Todd. Just overall impressions. Well, 
you leave on a long road trip like this and you're uh, you're thinking 500 or a little bit better that's what we're going home with but um, you know I thought we had the opportunity to win in Toronto um, the Rangers in this game tonight we gave up goals in the last two minutes uh, we should have very well at least got that to the, to overtime that's a disappointing part um, to air late in the game like that but um, we're still a growth team we're learning that um, you could see that they had a little more maturity throughout the night they stuck with it and found a way to claw back in it but uh, we're working and we'll get to their level at some point all right, Todd McClellan, the Oilers lose 4-3 tonight to the Penguins. Dave in Red Deer texting in. He says, the Oilers just learned a lesson from a championship team. They'll move on and bounce back. Finally fun to watch them play again. And Mark says, I thought the Penguins got the benefit of being the champions and being at home from the officials. The Oilers paid for every mistake also. Uh, five power plays in the game. The Penguins got three of them, went 0 for 3. The Oilers went 0 for 2 on theirs. I think the only, uh, Dave, or uh, sorry, who sent that in? Uh, Mark. Mark, I don't know if there's a specific call you're talking about. You can text back if if, if you want. Uh, I, I just thought the only one that was maybe a little questionable was the hit on Benning by Wilson in yeah, the first that, period. I thought that should have been a penalty, absolutely. Uh, but to me, this one wasn't dictated by the referees. And in all honesty, the way the Oilers' penalty killing is going, I don't, I'm not fearful when another team gets a power play anyways because their penalty killing has been excellent all year long. Kudos to the guys out there. But, I mean, the one texter made a really good point. The Oilers learned a lesson today, and we were talking about earlier the the maturity and experience that these other teams, these good teams, these championship teams have in, in certain situations. They know how to play. They know how to win close games. They know that if they're down late in the game or tied late in the game, they feel confident they're going to get it back. They're not hopeful. They're not wishing. They're not looking at a clock. They're simply going out workmanlike and getting it done. The Oilers aren't there yet because they've got, no, they've got nothing that they can look back on and say, well, in the past we've been here in this situation. Here's how we got through it. But they're learning right now. And there's been some learning moments that they've succeeded at, and there's been some learning moments that they haven't. But there's still moments that they've learned something, and now they can use it as they go forward. So uh, it, it's, I think the biggest thing is you saw how they stacked up against the best. The Penguins played pretty good. The Rangers the other night played pretty good. And they played just good enough to beat the Oilers. So the Oilers know that they can play with these teams. Now they just got to the execution in crucial situations, two, three minutes each game. They just got to learn how to play those a little bit differently, and they'll come out with more points. All right, it's 840. We're actually going to join Charles Adler for election coverage before 9 o'clock, a very interesting story. Well, it's been ongoing for a couple of years, but, but, it's, but I was going to say developing. It's not really developing. It's been happening for a while. Uh, but we are going to just have some final thoughts for overtime open line, and then we'll take it to the election coverage. We're coming right back on 630 Chet. Live from the Terry Perenich Team Broadcast Center, this is Overtime Open Line, brought to you by the Canadian Brew House on Oilers Radio, 630 Chet. Late goal credited to Connor Sheary. He scored a minute 57 into the game. He scores with a minute 42 left, though it was actually Benoit Pouliot actually scoring on his own goal. The Penguins beat the Oilers 4-3. Jordan Eberle, two goals and an assist, and Connor McDavid had three assists. Uh, tough giving up a 3-1 lead there, kind of late in the second, and, and uh, carried over to the third. So it was a game we got to learn to close out. But obviously they're the Stanley Cup champs, and you know, they they know how to win games where uh, 
how they, they you know, either come from behind or they maybe shouldn't win. There was a lot of talk about, uh, you know, you getting a chance to play against Sidney Crosby. You said it would be cool and exciting. Uh, what was it like for you? Well, it, was, it was fun. I mean, you know, it was a good chance for me to kind of measure myself against uh, the best player in the world. And um, you know, going head-to-hand with him all night was a, a good test. And, um, you know, is that a challenge that you like as you, you know, set yourself up in your NHL career and learn from, well, the best player in the world? Yeah. Um, well, you can definitely learn from, from you know, certain things. And, um, you know, definitely the best way to learn is to play them and, and you know, understand where you might be in some certain spots. So he's a tough guy to handle. And, um personal how do you feel you measured up against him? I did some good things. Um, you know, I thought... Uh, Offensively, we did well. Defensively, we gave up a little bit too much. And, um, was it, uh, just a discussion about playing him. I mean, did you feel any different going into a game like this or because of all the experience you've had in other you know, big game opportunities that uh, there wasn't maybe an extra sense to it for you? Yeah, there definitely was a little bit of uh, you know, level of excitement to, to play against a, you know, a guy like him, you know, someone that I, I grew up watching. So um, it definitely was uh, not hard to get up for this one. That is Connor McDavid. The Oilers were up for it, but they come up a goal short. They had a 3-1 lead, couldn't extend it, couldn't hold off a very good Penguins team in the third period, 4-3 the final. Okay, Rob, before we wrap up, out-of-town scoreboard, the Stars will be here on Friday to play the Oilers. Winnipeg beating Dallas 8-2 late in the third. Patrick Laine has a hat trick. He's up to 11 goals on the season. He's good. He uses just as they advertise. I tell you, this this league is going to be good for a number of years with the young kids coming in and the talent they have. The Coyotes lead the Avalanche 3-2 after 2. The Devils beat the Hurricanes 3-2 in a shootout. Vancouver ending a nine-game winless skid, and they win in New York over the Rangers 5-3. Just shows you on any given night, if you do not bring your A game, the, there's not a team that is horrible in the National Hockey League. There's no easy games. The Canucks showed that tonight to New York. Red Wings over the Flyers, 3-2 in a shootout. The Kings hammer the Maple Leafs, 7-0. It's unbelievable, though. If, if you do have a bad night, the talent could be you. And the <laughs> L.A. Kings, who got off to a slow start to the season with the injury to Jonathan Quick, they've turned their season around. They're playing good hockey. Sharks over the Capitals, 3-zip. The Canadians win on home ice, 3-2 over the Bruins. And the Predators get a much-needed win, 3-1 over Ottawa. P.K. Subban gets his third of the season. Okay, so uh, the Oilers, a day to rest tomorrow. Back to work at practice on Thursday. They host Dallas on Friday night. Yeah, you know, they're going to be excited about the road trip. There's going to be some disappointment, but they're going to look back and say that they could have won possibly all five games against some good hockey clubs. They're going to bring newfound confidence home. This is a, a road trip that we've seen the Oilers go sideways on before, and all of a sudden it set a spiral in place for the season. They played well. They didn't get all the results they wanted. They played well in most of the games. I, I expect them to have a good effort against the Dallas Stars and maybe get back on the, a nice little run here on home ice. Bob Stoffer will have Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. I'll have inside sports from 6 to 9. My guests will include Kelly Rudy. Next Oilers broadcast Friday night. Face-off show will be at 5.30. The game starts at 7 stars at Oilers. Thanks to our studio producer this evening, Matthew Panashik. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. You've been listening to Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Centre. Charles Adler with America Votes is up next. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.